0: Hello everyone, here is Danny Abadai with a new episode of our e-commerce podcast. And today I'm here with uh, Jody and Carrie. Uh, Jody is the CEO of Pro- Prolong Lash, an eyelash uh, cleanser company based in Australia. And Carrie is one of the co-founders. And uh, by today, they are in more than 80 countries, uh, also in North America and in the UK as well. So worldwide company the company. And uh, I'm really happy to have them here today. Hey, how are you today?
1: Great. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, good, thanks for having us, Daniel. Good. Thanks. Great to be here. Very excited.
0: So we have so many topics to discuss today. I don't even know where to start. Um, probably I would ask uh, Kerry, like, um, what was the initial idea of this business when you founded And at all, when, when did you start the company?
2: Yeah, well, that's a, a long story, but I'll give you the short version of it. So um, I actually started doing eyelash extensions and opened a salon in 2008. Um, my background was in change management, and I was working on international po- projects uh, for GE for a while and large organisations. So I started doing eyelashes just as a bit of a bit of a hobby. Um, just something for me to do, you know, start to bond again with my girlfriends, hang out with them. And it grew into three salons. So while I was running those three salons, I created Pro Long Lash. That was 2006, actually. And Pro Long Lash was created in 2008. And the only reason I created it was that our largest salon had 15 girls in it. And there wasn't a product on the market that you could use that didn't damage the glue. So I hired a chemist to create the product and I only ever intended to use it in our salons. Um, but as people found out about it, we put it online, and, and but, but I didn't market it. It wasn't really our core business. Um, and it kind of just took off from there.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Um I'm really curious how was e-commerce back then because it was before Shopify, right? Or bef- before it came very popular.
2: Yeah, we st- we just started off with a little web uh, website on Squarespace, um, and it was really based. It was really not. Well, it wasn't a shop. It was really just to take customer orders and to advertise our salon services. Um, and it wasn't until when did you get into
1: creating the new website? So I come on board about four years ago now and um, fired up with uh, the US vision that Kerry had, which was uh, hitting up Shopify and um, my background's business as well. I come from a different industry and the global opportunity was there. It was the only aftercare product on the market. I saw it. um, I was spoken to another of the co-founders, Alan, and we got in contact with each other through a mutual friendship from years ago. And he just said, I've got something I think I'd really like you to get involved in. So I basically come on board with Kerry's brilliant idea and we've uh, run with it since then. I've run with it since then. So hmm, that's about Mm it. So we've
2: grown um, from a very low base in 2012 to um, um, over 85 countries we've got resellers in now.
1: So yeah, one of our products, one of our products is actually, um, it's like a cordial, it's the best way to explain it. And you actually dilute the cordial with um, distilled water, you put it into your own bottles with a dilution mix that we uh, apply and send with all the information, then people relabel it and sell it in their salons as their own markup, their own margins or their own product. So we really, the the whole idea is empowering salon owners who are, you know, have that retail space to make that extra money um, to buy Prolong. And it's not just a Prolong brand that sits on their shelf. It's actually can be their own brand if they want it to. We sell products with the Prolong brand on it, but we also give opportunities to business owners to turn into their own little entrepreneurs in their retail space.
2: So it's such a unique um, niche market um, and my vision originally was after being in salons for, you know, four or five years myself, what a struggle it was to increase your retail sales because there weren't a lot of products that, can, that would support eyelash extensions um, and little known fact outside of the industry. But if the cyanoacylate based glue gets, um, comes in contact with oil or essence or glycerin or glycerol, any of those products, it kind of starts to turn it into like a chewing gum. So then the lashes fall off and they stick together and they're a mess. So in our salon, um, we were actually so confident about the product and its effectiveness that we would say to our, our clients, if you don't use this, we, you can't be one of, our, one of our clients because, you know, it's, it's a joint relationship. We've got to look after them and we'll make them look as good as possible. Yeah, so that's kind yeah. of where it all started from.
1: And, when, yeah. and when, you, when you do clean the lashes, there has been this myth around for years, do you or don't you? But it's because there was no product on the market that would allow you to clean the lashes. But the lashes need to be cleaned. Like they have to be cleaned. It's not a myth. So Kerry designed the product that cleans the lashes, which enables the person that comes back, the client comes back. And the actual, um, you know, the therapist or whichever country and whatever you call them. The actual lash artist doesn't have to work as long in doing refills or spending as much time on cleaning the lashes first. Like it's, it was, a, it worked all around.
0: Yeah, it sounds to me that at the beginning there was this huge market gap that you could uh, really see, and uh, and you know you developed into you feel this market gap. I'm wondering about competitors. Like it, it's never been an issue for you, or or wh- how do you think about them?
1: Who are competitors? Well, we yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: we, <laughs> we, um, we're um, we pretty fortunate. We've got, we, because we started so long ago and we we were the only ones to market with a concentrate and it hasn't been until quite recently that people are starting to bring out concentrates, but ours, ours is so far ahead of them and we're just so entrenched already that um, we also have a, a decent range of products. So we have the concentrate, we have a foam, we have a one litre and a 100 mil bottle of the concentrate. We have an... an An eyeliner, we have a um, hyaluronic acid uh, face serum. All those products are made with none of the um, ingredients that have an impact on eyelash extension. So we really are the ones with the most extensive eyelash specific range in the world, which
1: is why when people find us, they're like, how come we didn't know about this earlier? Yeah. And, we've, um, and the structure of the business and the strategy of the business was always to bring on partners who resell our product. So we haven't gone and just stuck it on big websites or, or we've really given the opportunity out there to the salon owners to become partners with us. We give them really decent margin to come invo- and get involved within our partnership program and then they resell the product for us. So initially we had one person um, who carried fought really hard to get involved with the company early days and now we've got like over 250 partners around the world. Our reach reach reaches everywhere, Asian countries, European, North America, we're, we're very, very big in California, our brand's very big in California and um, yeah, we've put the marketing behind it now that we come up when someone searches aftercare. Yeah, uh, Jody and I had a, had a bit of an arm wrestle with, uh,
2: with Alan, who's the, um, other, the owner of the business. Um, he was pretty keen just to make the, the products more transactional, you know, other ways that you can sell them. Let's get them on eBay. Let's get them on all these places. And uh, Jody and I were absolutely no way. First of all, the original idea mm. from my perspective was to really support salon owners to help them to be able to increase their retail sales because I'd experienced how difficult that was. And of course, once you've got them involved in the brand, they build their own brands. They're totally dependent on a Pro Lash uh, cleanser. We have one, well, we have actually have a couple in the States who are now buying the concentrate bike on, on the pallet load. Um, so a pallet at a time by sea, which is absolutely incredible. But, of course, then they're out marketing our product. So everyone is so excited about it because they've turned it into their brand. They're excited to sell it. They're excited to not just sell it in their brand, but let the people know that the their ingredients come from ProLong. Mm. Of course, they know it's such, got such a great reputation.
1: And we're and we're more than happy with that. Like, as I said, we encourage the dis- distilled project. We, we, the dis- <laughs> <laughs> we encourage them to to rebuild their own brand and we really work on that. Like, we even sell ingredient labels for them to stick on their bottles. Like, our whole range supports their range. And they get, with the partnership program, they get one-on-one service with our customer service. Um, they get a, a access to a portal, which is an educational portal called Lash Professional Network. We, we're, we're downloading constantly blogs and information and we speak to chiropractors on how to stand correctly in the salon. We speak to yoga instructors and Pilates instructors giving advice on how to get through your day. And, you know, on um, my background, I'm a qualified social worker, so we do wellbeing talks and take care of yourself and self-care like we're really really big on empowering the women mainly the women i will say in 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 this sector to number one look after themselves work smarter not longer and use the tools that we give like we have professional photo catalogs that we just give them we say here go use these in your marketing this is you know anything we can do to help we do we have one-on-one business
2: coaching, which which Jody um, often will be like a giveaway situation where you know if you you know you win a prize or whatever, you can have a, an hour and a half of you know business discussion specific to your 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 situation, and they absolutely love that.
1: Yeah, we can help them with because we're a global company. We can we we, we seem to have a lot of advice in freighting and logistics and insurances and taxes. And even though I'm not an accountant and we have an accountant that works for the company, a lot of seller owners don't need an accountant. They just need, how do we get started? Do I have to have insurance for your product? And we can give them the basics and then what, when it gets out of our level, we say now you need to hire someone and then we can put them in the direction of the people that mm. are specific to this industry, people that have worked with other resellers that they've been happy with. Like we've built like a little black book. So people come yeah. on board and go, oh, who do you use and where do you go? And, um, yeah, so and we're just all about creating that community of lash artists to, to to have somewhere to speak out, to have somewhere to go, oh, I've had a crap day, you know, someone cancelled, what do you do when someone cancels? To to, to really have this, um, you know, empathy for everyone that's doing, doing what we've all done and hoping yeah. we can help them. This, this industry
2: is quite unique in that people generally when they start to become a lash artist, they will come from not necessarily the beauty industry, they come from all different walks of life and generally they're looking to create a business that gives them work-life balance and so they go off and they do an eyelash course and they practice, and they practice, and they practice, and every single one of them starts in their home, unless they're already working in a beauty salon as a, a beautician, so you just get people that are just from every single walk of life, it's just incredible, um, and they need a huge amount of support, and they're, they're once, once they're on board, they're so loyal, they're so loyal, they're so dedicated to the brand, they're so committed to their work, um, when they had all the floods in the U.S., we um, had a lot of them contact us and say, "We've lost everything. We're flooded out." We sent hundreds of care packages just to kickstart them again. They just loved it.
1: Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they did. And we, we're we're big on holidays. Like we're because we're global, we know our marketing team are really good on when the public holidays are, what we can offer, when the time that people need help. At the moment, the environment, or oh, through COVID, the environment was shocking. And now, you know, there's all struggles all over the world in different parts of the world. So we would like to be seen as the brand that actually cares. Because Yeah, I think uh,
0: you mentioned two things. One is, uh, you mentioned many things, but two things I'd like to highlight here. One is, as you said, you started early, so it really entrenched you. I mean, you already established your brand name and people knew you by the time that other competitors just came up and they realized it's an oppor- it was an opportunity um, and also I think how you approach your industry that's that's great, the mindset that you have and the, the ideas like this portal and helping them and you know you really go the extra mile consulting with them and I think actually many people they many business owners they don't even realize that they could do this, so
1: mm.
0: I just no, talked to someone. Them. Sorry. don't tell, don't tell them <laughs> yeah <laughs> hopefully they are not listening us now uh, so yeah like uh but really especially young entrepreneurs i can see this that they are very you know they follow the patterns what they can see from other people like run some facebook ads try to scale on shopify i watch a few dropshipping videos and it's so common and they don't think, don't even think about other opportunities like you can educate your B2B partners you can uh, consult with them help uh, their business grow and there are so many options uh mm-hmm. just unbelievable so mm-hmm. I think people yeah. they should think out of the box and look yeah. for creative ideas and
1: and it's and it's it's, it's exciting too it's exciting mm-hmm. to see people grow with you it's exciting to pe- yeah. see people on their reposts or your, their tagging saying the world's most trusted aftercare range, like their words that we use and you see it reflecting in everyone's speech when they refer to ProLong Lash. We just recently, I was in Canada for a conference and it was a great conference. It was the Lash Fest in Canada and it was the first time Toronto had held an event like that and it was really, really great and there wasn't, I could probably say a handful of people that didn't come up to me and say, oh, we use ProLong It's a fantastic brand and, you know, it's so, so great to be recognised, not just me recognised as the CEO or a title, just the brand, the passion that we have for the brand in here to see that other people had the same passion and, you know, wanted to be part of the, the, you know, the train that weekend on the Prolong train Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was great and most of the people that had booths. We're ProLong partners, so Mm. it was, I mean, it was that was really rewarding because we haven't been able to do much travel. It was really, really rewarding to actually see it face-to-face. We see it on Zooms or we see it through email chains, but to actually be there and just have people going, oh, my God, I love ProLong Lash.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's worth a lot to see these faces and uh, their reactions for sure. Then you can really realise how much goodwill you put in this industry before in the past few years
1: yeah mate I was very proud and I I, that was one of the things when I first rung the team and uh, from there and said oh the conference is finished the speech went really well but I just couldn't stop saying I was so excited and just saying and 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 Prolong and it's not that it was about Prolong we sponsored the event but it wasn't meant to be about Prolong for me but the Mm. whole event was about this trust we build in our brand and these friendships and these comradeships in this community that we're, we're so lucky to be part of because lash artists are um you know they're everywhere and it's it was it's great to be known in those in those areas
2: so from a uh, from a distribution point of view we we sell very well in the usa um canada's been a little bit of a struggle for us because we've been distributing first of all from australia um, and then for the past couple of years distributing from the US and uh, the Canadians seem to um, not be all that keen from you know, buying from the US. Um, but we've just moved to a new distribution model where um, we have distribution in the US. We've sent product to Canada. We've had the, the product repackaged for Canada and we'll be distributing from, from inside Canada in the next 12 months. Um, and then we have the opportunity to do the same in the UK. Again, that's been a bit of a struggle, us getting into the UK, uh, VAT, people buying online, <clears throat> getting charged huge amounts when the product arrives. Um, they generally just turn it around and send it back. So um, that those initiatives are going to be massive for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Really, we're really looking forward to expanding our distribution. I think that's going to be, um, plus it easier and easier. It's not even easy access like the canadian market love us and we know they love us but they're like oh can you get it to us any quicker can you get it to us any cheaper so you've asked for it so here it comes comes. (laughs) and we announced that at the conference the other week so hopefully that starts up in as soon as feb next year
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's amazing let's talk about the marketing so what this what channels do you use to grow the brand and so far what channels you've used to grow the brand
1: what channels don't we use yeah <laughs> i mean our marketing investment
2: is huge um the last 12 months marketing was over eight hundred thousand. we have social media you know insta and facebook we've got insta us insta australia um insta. canada mm. uk so four different you know the four different instagrams four different um facebook
1: um, because we're we're targeting different markets there. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just building TikTok. We're just building our TikTok okay. as we speak. We're on LinkedIn. Um, a
2: lot of YouTube now. It's mm-hmm. been our new initiative. You know, 60% of our referrals come from YouTube. Um, so the girls, the people that are on those videos are all the girls that work here. Um, they're all, you know, passionate eyelash people. Um, so they do the blogs. They do the videos, you know. Um, and people
1: are getting used to seeing them and waiting for them. Yeah, and wait and waiting for them to come out. So, uh, so our marketing, yeah, our marketing schedule is very organized. Our team are incredibly organized. You know, three, four months in advance. But also because we have the people working in here, we have the ability to change things up. To if something if if something comes up, we can change that. You know, we have the EDM flows that work fantastic for us. Uh, that's probably our biggest draw in of uh, revenue is through our EDM flows. You know, did you leave this in your cart? Did you, you know, we follow up on everything. What did you think of your product? Are you ready to reorder? Without pounding people with emails, we just seem to have found a really good balance with our EDMs. We have an amazing consultant that works with us on that. And um, yeah, look, we have a Google Analytics expert that works with us. We're we're involved with a company called Glue, who we do our, our own analytics as well. And we're on Pinterest, we, um, we're we on Fair, we, we we just put the brand out there. We put the brand out there wherever we can, but we're very strategic about our marketing because an e-commerce store, that's all we have to depend on. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we've
2: really worked hard to refine that over the last 18 months particularly, we've grown the team. There's, you know, four people in that team that are core and then there's three, three outsourced significant other parties that that meet with us on a weekly basis, Um, the 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 marketing team put together the 3 month rolling schedule which we can interrupt with campaigns at any time we have mm-hmm. our own production facilities in house now so this is a small kind of interview production room we've got a very large production area down in our warehouse where we do model shoots and things like that so our model shoots are generally every 3 months where we'll we freshen we freshen up again we use all of our internal people for that yeah you know we don't we don't go outside for it we don't
1: need to everyone's putting their hand up saying i want to be a model yeah, yeah, we don't use any. We don't use any professional models. We just uh, use daughters, cousins, friends, workers. You know, we get them their lashes done. They have a bit of fun for the day. Buy them some Subway for lunch, and and we all just have a a, a lot of fun doing our photo shoots. We actually just recently. Um, did our Black Friday shoot and we went to a bit of a different background which I don't want to say too much because we'll spoil the Black Friday theme (laughs) but um, yeah so we took a bit of a different approach. But it did involve
2: water uh, and bikinis (laughs) and it was was three degrees
1: (laughs) and raining. So uh, one of our girls Carol, she's from Brazil, and she's one of our main content. She's in, in charge of our content area and our socials. She was actually sitting there with a shirt on and her bikinis underneath and just every now and then off on, off on just to keep her warm and then blankets. and So the the, the, the team will do anything for
2: the company is really the moral to that story. Yeah, <laughs> They'll a- have a go at anything. They are just amazing. And if you ask any of them um, what it's like to work here, they are just so in love. With the company, with the team, with our approach to uh, life balance, most of the most of us have children. Um, so the kind of the business clears out at three o'clock. Everyone's got to go and get their kids and bring them back, or do whatever they got to do with them. And then about seven, everyone's jumping back online between then and midnight because you're talking okay. to the US, you know. So it, it's not a we're a twenty four hour business. You know, it's not unusual for Jody and I to talk at four thirty in the morning.
1: So the, yeah. yeah, so the flexibility we offer is for our staff. I mean, you look after your staff, and it's so hard to find good staff. So we just flexibility is some days in, some days out. We have two days where we're all in here. A few days where um, the operational. I cl- probably class my role as a lot, lot more operational. The operational side is continual, so I'll probably be in here a little bit more. But the, the creative side, they can put a, you know, put their stuff together at home in their comfort of their home in their onesies and their hoodies and whatever else they're wearing and uh, boots in their zooms that you don't see <laughs>
2: yeah COVID's obviously taught everyone to do that quite well and so it, it has worked really really well for us um, obviously the the operational part you know we send a, a container of cleanser to the US every six to eight weeks a whole container so the logistics of getting that organized and getting everything skewed happens where it's all hands to the pump it doesn't matter whether you're marketing or whether you're the ceo or who you are everyone's on the floor packing
1: boxes
0: yeah, I think that's great. yeah. <laughs>
1: and it's really it's actually good to, to for the staff to see for all everyone to see how we pack to the us so when the mm-hmm. You know, when the customers come through on socials and the social team answer them, they know that that's how that's been packed. They know that we're careful how we pack stuff. So if someone comes through and says something like, this got broken, um, we we can, you know, really confidently say, hey, we're really sorry about that, the postage is a bit, but we know, everyone knows how it's packed here and how we send and how we put so much pride in how we send our stuff. And it's it's just, and it's also a good fun day, a bit of loud music, bit of um banter about sometimes it's you know hard when you're stuck behind a computer doing your analytics side of things or doing all that you know freight or tax or whatever's on the day you get downstairs and you smell the warehouse and I, i'm the forklift driver i've got my forklift license so i to the forklift it's just all hands whoever you take your hand to anything
0: yeah i think that's great and uh, you know these habits i guess these uh habits and uh things that you do in your team these uh, naturally started you know happening in the initial years and now you just keep doing it in this way and i think these are very important like you know these traditions that you have in the company yeah
1: I think
0: that's when, when
1: when i first come on for i can't even remember four or five years ago um and did some consulting to start with but then there was only Ellen, kerry and i like, and uh, mm-hmm. we had someone helping us with the books as well, Jude. And so it was hats on to everything. You had no, it was no, like you come in one day and say, hi, no, that's not, that's not my job description. It was just, hey, today mm-hmm. we need to do this. Today we need to do that. All right, today we've got to do this. So everyone just jumps in and does everything. And I suppose that way of thinking and that mentality, every staff member that comes on in over that period of the last four years they see the same thing. They see that I don't have a problem taking the rubbish out and driving the forklift and Kerry doesn't have a problem packing up orders for the US. And whatever we do, there's no, there's no seniority in here except everyone knows their role, but everyone's prepared to jump in.
0: Yeah, that's great. So my next question is, I, I have to uh, ask this question, so, because one of the co-founders uh, is here and also the CEO. And I know many business owners, it's that one of their goals is uh, to, you know, fund the business and then grow. They hire people, different people, maybe just some VA at the beginning, but, you know, more managerial people and later even executives. And when did you think that, uh, okay, now I need to hire a CEO? What was the moment like this or or naturally?
2: Yeah, I think, I think you're very right there, Daniel. A lot of um, people that are growing their business fall into the trap of wanting to control everything around them because it's their no. baby. And um, I, I think I was lucky because I have a business background. So um, I knew in discussion with Alan that in order to go to the next phase, I, I, I founded the product um, but we need someone who's really strong operationally and, and sales. Um, and that's not my forte. So I got it to a certain stage and then I just couldn't, I just didn't have what it took really. So you've got to recognise, you know, where you, what your strengths and weaknesses are. And if, you, if you're if you honest with yourself about what they are and you, you it, it takes a year or two for you to determine what things you do well and what things you don't do well. Um, but if you do a little kind of mud map and say, all right, these are all the things that we need to be. We're a, we're, a, we're a tiny little corporation. We need all of these skills. What are the things that I do well that I can keep doing and what are the things I'm going to need to outsource? So I just picked some things in the early days until Jody came on board that I could outsource. Um, and then once Jo came in, um, then, you know, she, she kind of picked through you know, to, to see, you know, where we've got to fill the gaps. Um, it becomes pretty obvious pretty quickly. Hmm. You're kind of like, okay, well, we're seriously lacking in the marketing area with our one marketing resource. So strategically over the next six to 12 months and, and, and based on budgets, let's increase it and let's find people who fill a bit of a gap. Um, and when you're small, someone comes in, to take a role, but you don't necessarily have to put them in a pigeonhole because you're too small for it. So it's like what other talents do you bring to the table that we Mm -hmm. could perhaps use as an organisation, you know? Um, And that's kind of how we've grown to where we are. You know, we've got got 12 12 odd, 12 Mm -hmm. employees and consultants, 13,
1: 13 people that are part of the core team that interact with us, you know, two or three times a week. And because Kerry did also take a bit of a step back a few years ago, so a decision for her white work-life balance was that she had to look after some children, some, some young, some young yeah. grandchildren. So Kerry took when I first met Alan. Um, oh, well, I've known Alan forever, but when I first come on board and was interviewed, interviewed with Kerry, and interviewed with Alan, um, it, Kerry was taking a step back yeah. and needed to take time out still had this fabulous idea and wanted to be involved. So Kerry's really more now involved with our marketing and she's the face, she's the founder. So we make sure that we utilise that and her knowledge and her sector knowledge and uh, is second to none. We know she it was one of the best in the business when she first started. She was the first person in Australia to have a Lash-specific salon opened up. She was called the Lash Queen of Melbourne and that's, from a marketing perspective, that's just gold. Yeah. So yeah. even though Kerry had a step back, we, we bring Kerry in for special projects and we bring Kerry in to make sure that she's involved with the marketing, that's heavily involved with the marketing. But as far as the business as usual, it's um, there's a team of us in here for about six, as, six permanents that are in here few dispatch girls. We bring Carrie in for her um, expertise. And then we've got consultants. So there's about 15 people that pull the team together. And we knew every stage. And my business was um, the surf industry. I came from the surf industry, a very big company, Rip Curl. And I was lucky enough to start very young there and grow with that company and watch how those guys developed their product. So when I come on board here, this stru- the, the structure was all there. The product was definitely there, and then it was just okay. Let's take a risk. Let's 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 put this money into a little bit of extra wage. Okay, let's pump up the salaries. What we're paying out to get the return on investment. It was just. It's been a really nice journey. That we're so lucky at this stage. We haven't really hit any walls, or ha- haven't certainly haven't hit any ceilings.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Um... What do you think about hiring high level uh, management people let's say CEO CMO so would you hire someone from another company maybe even a competitor or you think it's better if they grew if they grow up together with the company from start or or in between do you have any preference
2: we, well, um, Jody and I, talk about this a lot, but um, we we always come back to our core values, and that is we we help people, women particularly, in business to get started. Um, and all of the people that we have employed here, um, some of them are just mothers that have been out of the workforce for five years or so um Mm -hmm. so now they don't fit in a box of sorts people look at their resume and say you've been out for five years we give them a go they had the skills we need to freshen you up if you've got the right culture we are more than happy to put anyone on a three-month trial so if we bought someone in at a really high level um then they'd have to bring a
1: lot more to the table than just the skill for that particular that particular job because um, we we work the way Kerry uh, Kerry Allen and I work, and the way the whole company works actually is that we can be in one going in one direction and heading down that direction. That we've hired strategic you know, strategic people to come in and 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 give us this direction and set up our mm. posts and set up our four year goals. We've got all that on paper, but what we don't want to happen is someone to restrict us because we fly. Our daily decisions can change instantly. Like it can be sitting talking to Alan one day or sitting talking to Alisha in marketing or talking something you know with Kerry about the product and where it could grow from here and then we just go bang all right let's go to Canada and we don't want the bureaucratic process that sometimes mm. bringing that person with that background who will stop us from being creative and being spontaneous and taking that risk we're not here because we followed some grand plan all those years ago. We're here because we went, let's have a crack. Let's try that. Let's do this. We're not saying everyone can take that risk. We've been lucky to have a product, but our, our risks have been strategic as well. Don't get me wrong. They've been strategic, but they've also been made on a whiteboard overnight and then the next day put them into place.
2: We actually mm-hmm. have um, strategic consultants that come in twice a year with us. Um, the first three year plan they gave us, we did in under twelve months. So so mm. they were like, Okay, we need to refresh that. They're like, You guys are crazy. It's because we don't hold back. We we do take small risks. Sometimes it doesn't work out. They're calculated risks. Mm. Um, but sometimes you gotta really just give something a go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you have. It's like introducing a new product into your mm. to, to your range, you know, is it gonna work? Isn't going to work? Let's let's try it. Let's try it. I mean, you, we're, are,
0: you, you don't want to wait either, right? Like no, I very,
1: I'm very impatient. I'm very, yeah. very impatient. And my nickname around here is the bulldog. Mm-hmm. So I get I get in, my teeth into something and I everyone goes, oh, here she goes. <laughs> but yeah. the team's fabulous because the team all have that mentality. The team all work like that. They're extremely hard workers. Every single one in the team is a hard worker. And if a new project starts... We have what's called Project Manager. It goes into Project Manager and you have your steps. And we can, everyone's accountable for that step. Everyone's involved in every project, Mm -hmm. but you're accountable for that step. So don't hold up the chain. Let's go. Let's keep going. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, it works well. I come from a change
2: management and um, Six Sigma background. So I have helped implement um, some real um, systematic processes in the business which i think is we're again quite lucky coming from a business background because beauticians don't have that so Mm. all the things that we have created here um we share those business things with them as well to enable them to help them to grow to help them to scale up their salon business or their eyelash services
1: Mm. and we've got we've even gone and had our um designing team design a website called out of the box and anyone that's starting up that just hasn't got the time or doesn't have the technology or doesn't have the finance to do that for a, for a really decent price that we don't make any money off it just basically covers the setup costs we can give them the template and we help them set it up and we help them manage it and it just uh, so
2: happens that it has prolonglash product already set up in there oh look at that
1: <laughs> <laughs> by prolong and get a website it's yeah. like a giveaway yeah <laughs> yep
0: That's great what what's the name of the website uh, it's so, cool. uh,
1: look, we refer to it as out of the box. We, we refer to it in-house as out of the box. It's not, not something that we're heavily promoting yet. Um, it's promoted through Lash Professional Network, but it's more so if someone approaches us, if someone's talking about their hard time. It's not something we're putting out there and making it part of okay. our brand or part of our range. It's just something where you get the feel because we talk to people every day. We're constantly, our customer service is, that everyone in less professional network is talking. So if they want marketing advice, Alicia jumps in. Carol jumps in. You know, Jess jumps in. If they want, um, you know, setting sell up on a advice. brand, selling advice, Kerry jumps in. If they want operational advice, Adele and I jump in. You know, so they're getting this constant. And if and if you get the feel from someone that they're like, oh, we haven't even got our website, bang, you say, hey, listen. You, you need this. We kind of
2: tie it to their first kind of wholesale purchase. You know, it's like, well, you buy this wholesale and you buy a box of 30 and we give you the website and we put a couple of products in there for you. Um, Professional and catalog. You, and you put the rest of your yeah. products and services on there.
0: Yeah, that's great. I could ask her many more questions, but we don't have that much time. So That's okay. My...
1: Ask, us the, ask us your top three and we'll answer them quickly. <laughs>
0: My last question to both of you. So what would be your number one advice to e-commerce business owners? Uh,
1: okay, be patient. <laughs> be patient. It, it doesn't happen overnight. It does take time to build your e-commerce brand. Um, don't overcomplicate your, your site. Don't overcomplicate your products. Don't over overcomplicate your goals. Don't set unrealistic goals. <laughs> um, if you're doing it on your own, I suppose if you're doing it on your own, make sure you get advice. Make sure you get advice. Don't be scared to 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 reach out to see who's doing the good job out there in the industry. I'm sure you've got some. Yeah, I think um, obviously marketing
2: is where it all is. You know, be on as many social um, platforms as you can be, but 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 be be consistent with your brand. You know, get your key um, kind of cry lines for whatever you represent. And make sure you use them over and over again because people started mentioning Prolong back to us because we mentioned that it was the most trusted, most loved brand in the world. People started telling us that because they'd heard it somewhere, you know. So whatever those taglines are, get them out there. The more you say it, I call them elevator speeches and I'm really big on them. Um, And that's across all your social networks, across everything you do, in your YouTube videos, in all of your lives, whatever it is you do,
1: it's the same message over and over again. Mm. And I always say when I do my speech or conferences, whatever else, that, you know, you're your brand. You represent your brand, so how you act. not People don't usually see you face-to-face, but ha- how you act in your personal life, how happy you are, how balanced you are in your personal life reflects in your brand on how you sell it on e-commerce and how you put it out there. I do not Social media is not a thing that I'm really big on myself personally, particularly mm-hmm. Instagram, but I have become an, an expert since I've been here. But watching people, how they market themselves, you know, we we're a we're a black and white brand our marketing is very simple very classy um the way we dress when we represent the brand at conferences reflects that uh, how our website is set up reflects that our our elevator speeches reflects that. our customer service responses that consistency is what people remember they're like oh there's that black and white oh there's that prolong letter there's that so, um, yeah, don't overcomplicate it with your socials. You don't have to be doing crazy things every day. Just keep it simple. And, and, and obviously we try because it's just a black and white product, it's quite boring.
2: So we just try and bring people into it, you know, just make it relatable. Um, it'll draw
1: people in. You just- go to our website, www.prolonglash.com, <laughs> <laughs> yes. you'll see how we have how we handle that mix.
0: Yeah, yeah, thanks, for the great recommendations and and mindsets I think this was a very exciting conversation today and I hope uh, I'm sure many people they learned a lot uh, from this conversation and uh, yeah I think Richard Branson said that your culture in your uh, or I think he said in this way so your brand what you show to the world it's your culture inside the company because your employees the team really reflects that to your customers and I really like this mindset because the two things are just connected. So actually, you have to focus more on the culture, and then your team will show it to the whole world. Your brand naturally. So you don't I think you also to...
1: said something as if when your brand is only as good as when you walk out of the room and what people say about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think that was the follow up from that. Yeah. And just just while we're
2: just one last thing to add to that, um, while this product is really focused on eyelash extension specialists, we have a particular seller in the US who sells a lot of different products and he discovered this product and he came to us and he said, can I sell Mm -hmm. this product on my site? We said, of course you can. It's now his fastest moving SKU and he just received a pallet of product from us. And his business is just buying products all around the world and then shipping them out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a business opportunity for not just Lash extensionists and uh, Dale certainly proves that yes he does
0: yeah that's amazing yeah thanks both of you for uh coming here today and sharing your story and thanks to everyone who watched the live stream today or uh, listens to the podcast later and if anyone wants to find you where they should go i think let's you know mention the brand name and the website name again
1: yeah it's um www.prolonglash.com and if you tag us in your socials you'll find you'll find our socials everywhere if you tag us and we see your tag we'll give you a discount for your first um first time buy, if you'd like
0: amazing we will put the links into the description and not just right. these links but anything that we mentioned today in the in the interview so everyone can find these links and uh, thanks again everyone have a great day thank you
1: thanks, thanks, for, having thanks for having us see you everyone have a good one